way we consume and share news today, it is largely rooted in social media outlets, a reason why I decided it's important to look at what's being discussed online from the hottest issues to trends for our daily social media minute. Like the World Cup, for example. We're joined by Erica. Good morning. Good morning. It ended. Ah, yes. It began and then it ended. That's probably not how the athletes and the fans feel, but it's just a time slipping uh, through my fingers is the point. It's I want been to a it's been a pretty exciting and dramatic <laughs> month. It's been close to a month, yeah. And for our local fans, right here in South Korea, ungodly hours we had to oh, wake up my to. Goodness. Just to keep up with the games. But last night's big win for yep. Argentina is Seem to be just a really excellent game for yeah. many people. Who I know up. you have a yeah. I know you have a sports segment on Monday, yes. so we're not going to get into the, <laughs> the final match. Although I wish we could, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, that was you know everyone's already saying that's yeah. one of the best. World Cup finals in World Cup history. I think she summarized the best. Uh, <laughs> the thing is, we'll leave it for the second hour. We just yeah. want to set the tone with the first because as we wrap up the Qatar World Cup, yes. of course, what news outlets do is they try to highlight best moments That's of right. this year's World Cup and Reuters has their list. Up. Yeah, Reuters has chosen 10 of the highlights from uh, the tournament this year and they included, uh, well, shall we start with this one? Saudi Arabia's. Uh, victory against Argentina. It was one of the biggest shock results in World Cup history, period. period. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, you know, this was in the group stage, Group C, and it was the opening match for Argentina. Uh, and uh, the words of Saudi Arabia's manager, Hervé Renard, on Twitter after Saudi team won, mm. he said... Quote, Argentina will advance out of the group stages and win the World Cup. <laughs> and this was the manager for Saudi Arabia, and he yeah. said that. But at the same time, Saudi Arabia's 2-1 to one win left Argentina at the time in massive disbelief. Disbelief. And uh, yeah, and Saudi fans joyously singing, where is Messi? Yeah, they look really happy looking yeah. for Messi. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Can you imagine being messy in that moment? I mean, I, I do feel like the man yeah. does, did previously have a record for sort of crumbling at the weight of the that's World right. Cup. But hey, history is set as of last night. Hey, that's why the World Cup is so much fun to watch. Yeah, I think this is why there are murmurs of could they do it every two yeah. years instead of four? <laughs> Those rumors will put the rest in a second hour as we go down through this list of yeah. 10 most memorable impressions. I mean, this, I mean... <laughs> I think anyone who was rooting for Team Korea could highly look away from after winning a particular game. Yes. It seemed that they had to wait for a result of another. That's right. So um, remember uh, Hwang Yin-chan, he scored the the winning goal for South Korea in the final Group H game. Mm. uh, And the hardest part was just starting. Uh, The Korean players then had to spend almost 10 agonizing minutes. Uh, They were tightly huddled in a circle. Uh, They were peering at their phones. And they were hoping that Uruguay would not score another goal against Ghana. Mm. And uh, they didn't, which meant that South Korea was uh, able to secure the last 16th place. Mm. And they ran towards the delirious fans, <laughs> you know, and uh, that was picked as one of the 10 highlights of this year's World Cup games. Just, I don't know, Team Kerr hurdled in a little circle with all their smartphones. We're streaming an image right now. I mean, yeah. That's, that's after, uh, yeah, that's, I think, when they just discovered that yes. they would be advancing to the... the and this was after, team. when did you against Portugal? I mean... 
Yeah. No one expected that. Right. right? Exactly. I think the odds were stacked up against Team Kerr for the beginning. Yeah. Kind of yes. like, like Saudi Arabia's big defeat against I Argentina, know. right? Argentina yes. that went to win the whole thing. That's right. All right. Uh, let's move on to another legend <laughs> well, seen in tears. Speaking of Portugal, Ronaldo uh, exiting the World Cup in tears. You know, he was uh, seen sitting on the bench and then he was filmed walking down the tunnel after the game ended in floods of tears. This was, many people say, this was probably his last. World Cup in his career. Uh, We've seen so many tears uh, from uh, these are some of the best uh, athletes in the entire world. Yeah. Elite athletes. And And they uh, define football in so much joy and so much heartache, too. I do think even even at this level of playing, yeah. maybe because it is at the highest level of yes. uh, playing football, uh, it's just a lot of pressure to play right. for a particular team. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, the first female referee at a men's World no, Cup uh, right, was right. A first as well yeah. at uh, this year's uh, Qatar World Cup. Uh, French woman Stephanie Frappard, uh, she was handed control of Germany's final group E-Clash mm. against Costa Rica. Uh, and uh, this was definitely uh, one of the landmark uh, moments in World Cup history as well. I mean, I'm just trying to figure out why this is the only first female referee. But hey, small steps, yeah. right? Yep. Uh, what other moments top the Reuters' most memorable impressions <laughs> We don't, have, uh, we don't have uh, a lot of time, so just quickly, uh, among the top 10 list yeah. was uh, Japan hitting back to shock Germany. Remember that goal passing that line by that, that shiver? I don't even... Uh, yeah. a, a sliver. <laughs> Not shiver. Uh, sliver. <laughs> what was that? How many how many millimeters was I that? I have no idea. And, and without technology... So many out there, too. We couldn't yeah. Yeah, put those pieces together. Right. Morocco's fans, of course, yeah. making the list. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, go online and check it out. It's all there. I mean, if you want a good summary of yes. what happened at the Qatar World Cup, this might just be your shortlist. That's right. All right. On to our second story today. Um, is it getting the holiday boost that it deserves? I mean, we only recently started going back to movie theaters and it seems like this movie comes in perfect timing yep. the second of the Avatar franchise. Uh, it's the end of the year as well. Yeah. It's a season for blockbuster movies yes. uh, and it's a it's been a really long awaited Hollywood uh, film. Avatar The Way of Water has topped 2.4 million admissions in just five days after its release and this is according to box office on Sunday. Uh, the movie broke the record set by the, the original Avatar which was released in 2009. <laughs> <laughs> and you're right. I mean, this is a long time coming. I, I do think the dedicated fans have waited many, many, many years. Yep. But get this. This movie's really long. Yeah. Like really long. Like three hours <laughs> and 12 minutes, which is nearly 30 minutes longer than the original Avatar. Oh, wow. <laughs> but it still drew on the first day 360,000 people, uh, bringing its combined total to one million in just three days. On Saturday alone, the first weekend day since the movie opened, the film attracted 829,000 admissions. I mean, on just the, one day. The last movie I remember being three hours in this successful Avengers. Yep. Endgame, but that was the last of the Avengers right. movie, technically, yep. right? Um, but anyway, look at this. I mean, despite it having really excruciating mm-hmm. long hours, a lot of people want to watch it. And maybe this gets a little bit of boost. South Korea was one of the first countries in the world to screen it. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, that made a lot of headlines as well. Now, let's go back to the original Avatar, which opened in December, December 17th of 2009. Uh, it reached the 2 million mark in six days since its release. Um, anyways, uh, it, it's the third most 
most uh, watched movie after Avengers Endgame and Frozen, both released in 2019. <laughs> and before the pandemic, actually. Yes, that's right. <laughs> um, now, currently, the original Avatar remains the highest grossing movie at $2.85 billion, okay. but uh, this one just came out, so we'll have to wait and see. Give it time. Yep. It might outdo its original record. Wait, there's plans for Avatar 3. Yeah. Uh, it was actually filmed simultaneously. As a second one? Yeah. Okay, you And guys. that is going to premiere in uh, December of 2024. Uh, that's, so that's two years away. Is this just a way to do things now? You know, I've, I've been online. I've been, I've been seeing like fan responses yeah. to this movie. And so many people have said, thank you, James Cameron, for waiting all these years. <laughs> you know, we finally have the technology to make such an incredible film. Oh. You know? Do you think that's what he was waiting for? Uh, yeah, I think that's so. That's going to be one of the angles, yeah. right? Mm. All right. So instead of us just talking it up, try to get tickets. And I think that speaks volumes. I can't get tickets to this movie. You know what? Uh, James Cameron is getting a lot of praise for his <laughs> latest movie, but he's getting a lot of criticism as well on social media because apparently uh, this movie is uh, it, it's set in the ocean and uh, it, it brings a lot of attention to, you know, the environment, how we must save the environment, the earth and all. All this kind of message okay. that's really important. But then he was seen uh, watching a dolphin show oh, just a few days ago. And oh, people dear. are saying, okay, he's a, he's a hypocrite. You know, I, okay, you make up it what you will, but there is praise and there is criticism. Yep. He's only human is what I can say. Not defending his right. like, personal choices, but my a different, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, there you have it, the full scope of the story. Now, if I can watch the movie, I can tell you more. Yes, <laughs> same here. On to our final uh, buzzword of the day. Angelina Jolie, after, I believe, over two decades, leaving her role as yeah. a UN refugee agency uh, This made a lot of uh, headlines. Uh, it was buzzing on social media over the yeah. weekend as well. Angelina Jolie is stepping down from her role as an ambassador for the UN's refugee agency. Uh, she shared on social media the news uh, that... That uh, she is stepping down from her role mm. and uh, that she would now focus her time working with organizations led by people most directly affected by the conflict. So she's not necessarily turning away from these, uh, I guess, causes she right. has fought for for years, but she wants to be more directly involved. Yes. So Jolie is known for her activism as much as her glittering career, as much as the paparazzi on her personal yeah. life. She has worked with the UNHCR since 2001. That's right. And in 2012, she was appointed a special envoy. Mm. Uh, this is what she said on her Instagram. Uh, she said, quote, after over 20 years, I'm stepping down today from my work with the UN Refugee Agency. I believe in many things the UN does, particularly the lives it saves through emergency relief. UNHCR is full of amazing people making a difference to people's lives every day. Okay. Uh, she does seem, what's the right word? Um, sad and, and and a little bit a little bit distracted yeah. leaving the agency that she's been part of for so mm -hmm. many years, right? Yeah. Um, people start to jump to conclusions why she's leaving yeah. at this point in time, but I guess she's trying to clear the air that's not really on bad that's terms. Right. Because she, she added that she was grateful yeah. for the privilege mm -hmm. and opportunities that she was given right. over the two decades to work with the organization. And uh, yeah, she says she will continue to do everything in her power mm -hmm. uh, to support refugees and other displaced people. 
people in the years to come. Okay, so her efforts are not stopping. Maybe mm. the format in which she's involved is adjusting a little bit. That's right. And UN, of course, praised her for her tireless work in more than 60 field missions. That's incredible. 60 field missions over the years in countries including Yemen, Burkina mm. Faso. And uh, they described her as one of the most influential proponents of refugee rights. Uh, the thing is, they've had many ambassadors over the years. Not everyone is this much involved, mm. right? And becoming the face of a work going with UN refugees. That's right. So closely. Yep. All right, Erica. Thank you so much. Pleasure. Now let's go watch Avatar. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> See, you you See you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.